Thanks for checking out The Bridge Podcast, a ministry to St. Francis and the surrounding community. It's not a mistake you are here. We pray God speaks to you today. Service times are 9.30 and 11 a.m. Sunday mornings. Feel free to check us out at sfbridge.org. Have a life-giving week. Launches this and he says that's what we have to do and some of the superheroes are with him and they say yeah we got to do that and, and then what happens and this is where we get the civil wars on the other side of things you have Captain America who's going we're not we're not supposed to be under anyone's authority we're not supposed to be under anyone's law we think we see things a little differently and so we've got to take matters into our own hand that's really simple simply putting the plot here a little bit and so what you see is you see these two groups of superheroes battling each other out throughout this movie and in the end, you see what happens, and I don't want to give that away. Um, it's a great movie. If you haven't seen it, you like superheroes and all that, my, I have four boys, so every, everything is Star Wars, Superman, it's Captain America, it's event, anything with like things blowing up and shooting and all that kind of violent stuff, my boys love. All right, anybody have boys? Can you relate? No one can relate. Can you relate? You have boys? Okay, all right, you know. And then there's my daughter. My daughter, she hates Star Wars. She hates it, Okay. She'll watch this if she has to, but to get her back when, when she was really young. Is she in here right now? Is J- Hi, JC. That's my daughter. And, and JC, when she was really young, we'd go to the library and we'd get these like, these like singing princess videos that I watched with her. I'm a good father. That's not dedication, that's dedication, okay? That's what that is. And so... Now that my kids are a little older, and I do have four, I love Jace, we, we, we love some stuff too, I'm, I'm not willing to admit publicly to you, but we like some stuff together that are chick flicks and musicals and all that kind of stuff. But I love to shoot them up, blow them up, like I just think sometimes I just need that, like I just want that. In this movie, it really does that. Alright, so what does that have to do? This is our last series, it's kind of bittersweet, last day of the series of At The Movies. Who's enjoyed At The Movies? Have you liked At The Movies? Alright, so... Next week, we're launching a whole new series for the month of November. It's called Firefly. Be here for that. Um, ooh, that's the spoiler. Um, but I've enjoyed just going through these movies and taking something that the world did and using it for God's glory. I really enjoy that. And so uh, what we're going to do is the same thing today. And let me pose to you this question as we talk about Captain America's Civil War. Um, I don't know if you know this, but in a few weeks, there is something huge happening in our country just in a couple weeks, you know, basically a few days. And let me ask you this, and with all intensity, with all honesty, with all integrity, by a round of applause, by a round of applause, how many here are ready to be done with political ads? Why did you stop clapping? No, and so, (laughs) all right. So let me ask you this question, though, all right? So maybe you're going, I like this guy, I like that person, I like this person, I like, okay? I don't care if you vote blue, I don't care if you vote red, I don't care if you don't vote, we're, we're, you know, I don't care if you're like, I want this person, I want that person, or you're moving to Canada, I, it doesn't matter to me. What matters is what our Word of God says in our relationship to the government. And so let me ask you this, is government just a joke? You might be like, it seems like it lately, okay? Is it just a joke? Hey, anything heated in the media? Has it been a few minutes, you know? You follow Twitter feed on this stuff, okay? How, how often has something been heated in our election this year? It's probably been a couple hours, maybe, if that, all right? Okay, it's constant. And so 
Let me ask you this question, because we have in the movie, we have half the people going, we got to submit to the governing authorities. You got the other half going, no, we got to stand up for what we believe and we got to stick it to the government, okay? And we've probably found ourselves in both camps at times. So what is to be our relationship as a Christian to our government? And I'm not talking just national government or federal government. I'm not talking just county government, but I'm talking city government. I'm talking all of it. What does it look like biblically for us? And let me share this. There is not one single passage in all of the Bible that will give us the one answer that we need. If you were here last week, I talked about the difference between exegesis and eisegesis. I don't have time to get into it, but eisegesis really is simply where we put things into scripture that we want it to say. And what we have to do very carefully, especially when we're talking government and politics and all of that, is we have to look and, and do a good steward of the Bible looking at many different verses. We can't just take out one and go, well, I'm just going to stand on that one verse, though another verse might talk about it a little differently. So we've got to pull out a few different verses to do our due justice as studying the Word of God this morning. So that's what we're going to do. Um, that's what a proper, what would be called an exegete, do with the Word of God. Okay? And so what I want to do is look at what's the nature of government, first of all, and then what's our responsibility to the government. So if you have a Bible, I want you to open up to Romans chapter 13 this morning. You can use your app wherever, Romans 13, that's where we're going to camp out this morning. The Bible states three very specific truths about our government. Three, okay? About any government, not just American government, but government in general. The first is this, number one. Civil government is a part of God's purpose for the world. If you disagree with me, you disagree with the Bible, okay? So here's, let me, let me show this to you, all right? The government is divinely appointed by God. What? Are you kidding me? Really? Those guys are? That person is? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know about you, but aren't you glad that God is bigger than us? I am. And here's what it says. Check this out. Romans chapter 13, verse 1. First verse. Everyone, say it with me, who? Everyone must submit himself to the governing authorities... For there is no authority, no authority, except that which God has established. You see, the authorities which exist, they have been established by God. Well, Pastor Chris, how can that be? Because that person isn't following the Bible or the law of the Bible. You're right, but our governing laws in our country aren't always in line with biblical law. And someday those officials will have to stand before God, not us. Okay? We all have to stand before God, but not for the decisions that our government makes. They do. Verse 2 says this, Consequently, he who rebels against authority is rebelling against what God has instituted, and those who do so will bring judgment on themselves. So should we rebel against the government? No. Okay? Here's what's interesting here. It doesn't specify any form of government in these two verses. So we've got to be really careful before we pull it out and say, well, this is just talking about democracy right here. Or this is talking about if something doesn't line up biblically. Well, what was Paul really writing? What was Paul really saying? Okay, throughout history, God's people have lived through tons of different forms of government. Today in our world, we live in tons of different forms of government, from democracies to communism, you know, to, to we have presidents, to kings, to queens, to princes, you know, princesses. Paul, when he wrote this, he was not under a democracy. Think about that. And so he's saying, you've got to submit yourself to the governing authorities. Who are the governing authorities here? I'll give you a clue. It's the book of Romans. It was the Roman Empire. 
He was under the Roman Empire when he wrote this. That was the capital. This was a king. He would kill you. This was not a democracy. And he said, yet we are to be governed underneath and to submit ourselves to these authorities. Maybe you disagree. Okay? Go on. The Bible says there's three different institutions which God has formed. Okay? You know all three. They're real simple. One is the government, obviously. The first is a family, the family unit. Okay? That's an institution that God has set up. The third is the church. We are the church. We're an institution that God has formed for us together. But let's focus on government this morning. The second thing is this. So not only, not only is civil government a part of God's purpose for the world. Number two, government leaders are servants of God. Let me show you. Verse three and four here, Paul writes this. Government leaders are servants of God. Verse three and four. For rulers hold no terror for those who do right, but for those who do wrong. Do you want to be free from the fear of the one in authority? Do what's right, and he will commend you. For he's what? He is God's servant to do you good. But if you do wrong, then be afraid. For he does not bear the sword for nothing. He is God's servant, an agent of wrath to bring punishment on the wrongdoer. What does that, that say? It's saying this, that our civil leaders will have to stand before God someday and give an account. Well, what's our part in this? What are we to do? We are first and foremost to submit underneath to the government, okay? So, and here's, here's the third thing about government before we talk about our responsibility. The third is this. Can I hear amen? amen. Civil government's only temporary. It's only temporary. In fact, Paul even goes further, and again, we've got to look at other scriptures here. He talks about it in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. He says this, Eventually, God will abolish all human forms of government, and we will be united unto the kingdom of God. Well, if that's true, then who's our king? Jesus Christ is our king. Okay? He will be our king. So what's our responsibility? That's what government is. That's their role, very quickly in the Bible. What is our responsibility then to the government? You know, are we to be submitting all the time? Are we to go against the government? How do we line up with that? And I have to tell you, I'm not here to tell you who to vote for. I'm not telling you, I can't do that legally. I can't say any of that because we're a nonprofit and we're a church. Um, But I want to encourage you, you know, vote based on biblical values. You know, if you don't know the biblical values, there's some great websites out there. Look at that, find that, vote according as you are a biblical holder. You're a Bible worldview person. So what's our responsibility then in our relationship to the government? Who here has ever served on a jury? Anyone? Just a few of you. Okay, we had a few more in our first service. Um, My wife and I have both served on jury. She served on a grand jury. I served on a county jury for Anoka County. And I'll never forget the lady that came in and she was suing this this gentleman who rear-ended her and she was suing for a couple thousand dollars. And we were in this, you know, the room, the, you know, the deliberation room, and we're talking, and there was six of us on the civil jury panel, and five of the people that I was with said, let's just give it to her all, she deserves it, because the guy we were in, it's, her, it's his fault. And I looked at it, and, and she had claimed that she had 10 seconds of a permanent injury a day. And so I said, well, let's do the math. If we divide this out based on her life expectancy and what her net worth is and what she's going to make, Let's figure out what she would make per hour, and if it's 10 seconds a day, let's figure out how much she would actually make for those 10 seconds, and we'll pair that. It ended up being a quarter for those 10 seconds. And so we ended up, you know, bringing it together and say we're going to give her a quarter for each day, 
Let me say this. If you've served on a jury, it's the one time where obviously the government comes, just falls in your lap where you have to make a decision. You know, I was praying, like, God, what am I supposed to do here? You know, you feel like you're the judge. God never wants us to be in that position as the judge, okay? He's the ultimate judge. And so let me start by saying, first of all, the first thing we have to understand is found in Philippians 3.20. Check this out. Paul says, but our citizenship is in heaven, and we eagerly await a Savior from there, the Lord Jesus. So first of all, number one, we have to understand that we're a citizen of two worlds. We're a citizen here, okay, underneath the civil government, but then we're a citizen where? We're a citizen in heaven. I have a couple more clips of the movie I want to show you as we unpack this. Here's the first one. Let's go ahead. How about our other recruit? He's raring to go. Had to put a little coffee in him, but he should be good. What time zone is this? Come on. Come on. Captain America. Mr. Lang. <laughs> it's an honor. I'm shaking your hand too long. Wow, this is awesome. Captain America. I know you too. You're great. Jeez. Uh, look, I want to say, I know you know a lot of super people, so... Thanks for thanking of me. <laughs> hey, man. What's up, Tic Tac? Uh, good to see you. Look, what happened last time... It was a great I... audition, but it'll... It'll never happen again. They tell you what we're up against? Something about some... Psycho assassins? We're outside the law on this one. So if you come with us, you're a wanted man. Yeah, well, what else is new? All right, did you hear it? How many have seen Ant-Man? you seen Ant-Man? All right, that's Ant-Man. All right, so Captain America's talking to Ant-Man, and that doesn't matter. What matters is this. Did you hear what Captain America said to him? He said, we're outside the law on this one. So we're outside the law. Number two is this. My primary obedience is to God. Okay? All right, so first of all, remember, number one, we're citizen of two worlds. Okay? Number two, my primary obedience is to God. That's where it goes regardless of my nationality or my government, whether it's good, whether it's bad, you know, sometimes we will have to make moral choices that are unpopular, maybe even illegal, if the law is in direct contradiction to what God has said. Okay? That's why this outside the law clip. Sometimes that happens. Okay? We, I would rather stand before God and say, God, I did what you said, than stand before man and say, I ignored what God had told me to do every day. Number three, it's found in Titus chapter three, verse one. It says this, remind the people to be subject to rulers and authorities, to be obedient and to be ready to do what? Say it with me, to do whatever is good. To do whatever is good. So yeah, there are times we might have to go against the law, but we're to submit underneath law. We're a citizen in both worlds. But then there's this time, number three, where I am to obey the law whenever possible. Why? Let me show you in the next clip. Here we go. We can crank it. Sure about this? I can't trust my own mind. Can you guys crank it up a little? So until they figure out how to get this stuff out of my head, I think going next under is the best thing. For everybody. Thank you. Fred and my father, 
They were both victims. If I can help one of them find peace. You know, if they find out he's here, they'll come for him. Let them drive. All right, so here's a new hero introduced into Captain America. It's the Black Panther with Captain America here. You might say, who's the Black Panther? I don't even know who that is. Well, the Black Panther and him, they, they form a coalition, basically. And he says, I don't know if you heard it, but he said, there will be peace. He's looking for peace. That's what both sides wanted. How do we know which side was right, which side was wrong? Here's the deal. We are to obey the law whenever possible. Why? Well, God established it for your own good. And what it does is it allows us to remain with a clear conscience. Okay, here's what Paul says, what Peter says, excuse me, in 1 Peter chapter 2, 13. Submit yourselves for the Lord's sake, not for us, not for anyone but else, not for, not for the president, not for a mayor, not for anyone other than, but for God's sake. He says, submit yourselves for the Lord's sake to every authority instituted among men. God has established realms of authority in government, church, homes, and society. So why do we do it? Why do we submit ourselves? Because it shows that we have a good testimony. You ever heard that people don't care what you know until they know that you care that whole thing? That's what it comes down to. When we obey the law, we go, wow, that's a Christian that's actually submitting onto what they believe in. I want to show you this this next clip here. Um, For those of you that have seen the movie, you've never seen this clip. It's just a little 30-second sniblet of a deleted scene. That's kind of fun. So here we go. I got to get me one of those. That's the Winter Soldier. That's a friend of, of Captain Rogers here, Captain America. They were friends from a long time ago. And he gets the shield and he uses it. And he's like, I got to get me one of those. What does this have to do with us submitting unto the government? What does this have to do for us submitting to the government authorities, yet doing what God has called us to do? How do we balance it all? Well, God has given us different abilities. Now, you might not be able to fly or jump out of a plane or force somebody into a building or anything crazy, okay? However, God has given you great things. He's given you weapons, just like the shield. And one of those weapons is prayer, okay? God has really been speaking to our church about prayer. Kristen prayed during God of the City, both services today for our nation. We prayed this morning. We have prayer Wednesday night. Do you know that the common denominator of a revival happening is prayer? That's the common denominator. What's revival? This is where people flood the gates of heaven and say, I just need to get right with Christ. That's our desire. It's my desire. One of our weapons is prayer. So number four, found in 1 Timothy chapter 2, verses 1 and 2, Paul writes, he says, I urge then, first of all, that requests, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgiving be made, check this out, for everyone, for kings, and all those in authority. And so our fourth responsibility as a Christian is to pray for our public officials. I don't care if you don't like them. We're called to pray for them, Okay. I am to pray for the leaders of my government. What's the benefit? What's the benefit for us? That we may live peaceful 
and quiet lives and godliness and holiness is what the Word of God says. And so Christians should pray for the government leaders because the results of praying for them benefits us, okay? If things are going good in the country, we benefit from it. If they're going negative in the country, guess what? We don't benefit from it. But we're called to pray for our leaders. Number five, ever said number five? Here we go, number five. The fifth requirement of a Christian citizen, you ready? You're gonna love this. Did you see it? Do you love that? Thanks for not walking out. To pay taxes! Ah! We're required to pay taxes? Are you kidding me? It's biblical, I'm sorry. I hate to break to you. Check it out. Romans chapter 13. The last two things here in Romans we're going to look at, verses 6 and 7. Paul says, this is also why you pay taxes. It's hard to even say. For the authorities are God's servants who give their full time to governing. Give everyone what you owe him. If you owe taxes, pay taxes. If revenue, then revenue. If respect, respect. If honor, then honor. We're supposed to pay taxes. Part of our duty. Let me say this. First of all, tax evasion is wrong. Tax avoidance, however, is okay, and the IRS will tell you that. Even the IRS recognizes the difference between tax strategy and tax evasion. And so to not pay our taxes is just to cheat, which is wrong, okay? But to pay, I want you to catch this, but to pay unnecessary taxes is poor stewardship. Did you catch that? We're required to pay taxes, but paying what we shouldn't be paying is bad stewardship on our part because we are to steward what God has given us for his kingdom. I loved what Christian said this morning during our offering time. You know, he said, I, I look at it and sometimes I'm like, I don't feel like giving. You know, sometimes I'm there too. And yet God always challenges my heart. We've never gone without, you know? And it seems like, it seems like, I don't know if you've ever figured this out, but you just cannot outgive God. You can't do it. I encourage you to try. But you've made the money. You've worked hard for your money. Sounds like a song, all right? There's a better way to utilize it. Do it God's way. Number six is this. I'm going to start in Matthew chapter 5, verse 13. It says, you are the salt of the earth. But if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It's no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled by men. You are the light of the world. A city set on the hill cannot be hid. Let me read on here. It says, neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. They put it on a stand and it gives light to everyone in the room. The same way, let your light shine before men and they may see your good deeds and praise your Father in heaven. Jesus gives us two illustrations right here. Did you catch them? What are the two illustrations he calls us? He calls us salt and what? Salt and light. What's the common denominator between salt and light? You ever thought about this? Why does Jesus use this illustration? What is he trying to get across to us? And this illustration is that both elements, both salt and and both light, what do they do? They penetrate. They penetrate, okay? Salt, what does it do? Well, it penetrates meat or it penetrates food. Light penetrates the darkness. Let me show you this last clip. Here we go. Body armor, AR-15s. I make seven hostiles. I make five. Sam? 
four. Rumlow's on the third floor. Wanda, just like we practiced. What about the gas? Get it out. <laughs> I love that scene. I'm just such a boy, man. I love it. All right, so we got to fight for what's right, okay? We have to fight for what's right. And he says right there before Wanda, you know, throws him up into the building, just like we practiced, do it just like we practiced. And so this is something that's not one time, well, I prayed for my official, I'm done. No, we're called to pray continuously for our officials all the time. God wants us to do that. He says pray all the time. And so we are that salt. We are that light. Salt's value is this. It penetrates. It flavors. It protects. It it preserves. And it keeps things from going rotten. So number six is this. As a Christian... I'm to influence my government for good. Amen? you agree with that this morning? Are we to influence our government for good? Yeah, we are. We are, okay? Salt influences. It flavors. We as Christians can do the same. We can keep a society from rotting. Genesis 18, I love this. And just Christian's going to play behind me here as we close. Genesis 18. The story of Sodom and Gomorrah. Maybe you're not familiar with that story. But Abraham pleaded with God to spare the city, Sodom and Gomorrah. And God said this, if you can just find 10 godly people, I'll spare it. Just 10. Just 10 out of thousands. Just 10. It doesn't take much to flavor food. It doesn't take much. Just a little bit of salt can make a huge difference. And so Christians, we can make a difference in our society, in our government, in our culture. And let me conclude by just saying this. God is saying that a genuine Christian will be a good citizen. We're to let our light shine. And just because I'm a believer, it doesn't exempt us from these other laws, okay? We're to submit unto the governing authorities. At the same time, I'm a citizen in heaven And civil disobedience is legitimate only when the government requires us to disobey God. And so I thank God for the freedom that we have in this country. We have access to everything we want in America. But if or when the government ever asks us to do something contrary to God's word, we've got to claim allegiance to a higher authority. That's what we have to do. That's what I want you to do with me this morning. We're the salt and light. We're going to do two things. One, we're going to pray for our government. Will we do that with me? Just bow your head right now. This has been a podcast of The Bridge Church. Have a great week. Stop in Sunday sometime and visit. If you would like to give, you can do so online at sfbridge.org. Have a great week.